Welcome to hell. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Jersey Shore Musicians Podcast. I'm Matt. That's Jeff. Hello. And tonight we have Mr. Jack Frost. Welcome. Golf clap. Golf clap. Thank you. <laughs> Talk about golf clap. Just call me on your uh, watch. As he's playing golf. As he's playing golf. Uh, hey. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. Appreciate it. No problems getting down here. No, right, no. you, you know where you're going. I know where I'm going. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's I've been good. here a few times. I think. A few times. <laughs> a few times. Yeah. A yeah. few years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we like to start everything off with how'd you get started being the rock star that you are? <laughs> you're not supposed to laugh. See, see my Fer- see my Ferrari outside. <laughs> Big rock star. Wow, that, that's pretty easy. Um, it all kind of started when I was a kid. My brother from my mom's first marriage. He was about 12 years older than me, and um, he was in the Navy, and he had, I saw these cool records like, you know, Doors, Morrison Hotel, nice. Houses of the Holy from Zeppelin, and I, I was like, wow, th- this is cool, and my brother would turn me on to like Zeppelin and the Doors and the Beatles, but it really hit me, and it's a funny story, we used to have a show called Solid Gold. And a lot of bands like Air Supply was on, and Kiss was on there doing like, I Was Made For Loving You. But there was this one night that I'll never forget. Hall and Oates were on, and Daryl Hall had this big blonde mane, and they came out doing "Your Kisses on My List," mm-hmm. and I said to my, my go, "Mom, Dad, that's what I'm gonna do." And my dad was a police officer, and he's like, "You're gonna do what?" I said, "I want to do what that guy is doing." And honestly, to this day, I'll always remember singing "Your Kisses on My List" from the Hall and Oates, and that really got me wanting I go I gotta be a musician and then I saved up some money and I bought my first record my first record was Kiss Double Platinum and the record was really cool it was a double record of course called Double Platinum <laughs> but it was shiny and you could see yourself in each character's face and I kept looking at Ace and I'm going this is cool this is cool and that's what started man I just I had this bug that I said to my parents over and over again, I am going to do this for a living. This is what I want to do. And I never turned my back. That's really how it all started. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. I love how you like air supply and stuff. Like, I mean, I grew up listening to that from my parents, you know? Well, you know, it's just that that's what Solid Gold had. You know, they had like Danny Terrio on there. And, <laughs> but they always had these bands and you know they weren't playing. It was definitely like... You really... No, back then they had to play. You think so? Uh, that's not... T- I mean, today they don't play. I mean, most I mean, dude, I saw so anyway many cool tonight. bands back then. I mean, Casey and the Sunshine Band, and yeah, they're and, I mean, cool in the gang, and it was just like it was. I look forward to it because my mother would like always watch Lawrence Welk show, and I would just sit there because the big band swing and everything. So, yeah, I had that bug, man. It was it was deep inside. <laughs> the, I, that, that's definitely something you're going. And there's way not where I notes, go. man. Nothing wrong. Oh, no. back up, dude. To this day. Phenomenal band. I've seen Hall and Oates 15 times. <laughs> I mean, I love like Daryl's show. It's great. Yeah. It's His great. Show's great. Has, house, yeah. yeah, it's great. He has these great artists. I love how they all like Chris Daughtry was on and they're doing like, you know, Hall and Oates songs, but he was singing them and then they'll do like a Daughtry song. I thought that was great because, yeah. you know, it was cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> but it's going to lead me into today. Now, what do kids today have other than going back to what we all know you, you know, know doors zeppelin the great guitar heroes of yesterday i mean i'm gonna get really in trouble saying this dude there's not gonna be bands like aerosmith and kiss and guns and roses ever i'm sorry I there, believe you. What, what band can you guys name in the last 10 years that's come out last five years that you're Gosh. gonna say 30 years from now Somebody my age, I'm 53, are going to sit here and talk about, you remember this band, blah, blah, blah? No. Because yeah. the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. It, it, I'm sorry, and in no disrespect to the young generation and the new music, it's tarnished now. It's not oh, yeah. like that. It's all, 
Well, we, it, we've talked on here a couple of times that the, the 90s and like the little bit of the early 2000s was like the last great time for music. A hundred percent. And you guys are not being mean. You're not putting Just down the honest, industry. Yeah. You're being honest. Yeah. The, these bands, are they they come and go like I change my socks. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't like this guy anymore. So I'm not, the band's done. We're going to break up. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, what band can you name? I mean, would you say GNR? Maybe Slipknot. I mean, they're very heavy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not my, like, just not my style of music. Don't get me wrong. They're very cool because they're very innovative, Slipknot. I think, yeah. I mean, will you remember Korn? Yeah, because Korn was yeah. a, a very special, you know, seven string guitar, different vibe. But today, I mean, a lot of these bands like Greta Von, Greta Von Fleet, Fleet yeah. they're great. But, they're literally just a Zeppelin cover band. I don't want to say that. Yeah, but in all fairness, Zeppelin was a cover band in the beginning. Yeah, sure. they I really mean, were. But everybody, so. was, everybody was blues based, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sabbath. I mean, how innovative were they? Yeah. But I mean, Tony Iommi, his guitars were blues based. You know, they were they were just rock, rock, rock and blues based, rock, yeah. rock and punk. You know, you really think about it. So I really think it's really sad and. I have kids and we talk about this a lot. Like, you know, these rap artists and everything. I mean, look, I have to tell you, I'm pretty impressed by this year's Super Bowl. I mean, you're going to have like Snoop mm, and Dr. Dre. Dre. I mean, Dre, don't talk about this new rap music. Dre was there, man. Yeah. NWA, all these men. They were innovated at the time. Yeah. And someone like Eminem, you're never going to touch Eminem ever again. That guy was... Yeah, no. and I think it's so cool that they all respect where they come from. And Snoop said last night I was watching uh, Sunday Night Football, and Snoop said it the best: "When Dre calls, you come running. You don't <laughs> you answer. Dre, you answer. You yeah, it's great. So yeah, it's really hard. And I guess thank God that we have the music from the '70s and the '60s and the '80s and you know the late the early 2000s." Because a lot of kids will go yeah. back. I mean, besides playing music, I teach. And it's so nice to see kids come in the place now and go, hey, I want to learn Zeppelin 1. I'm like, excuse me? Yes, thank you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not, hey, can you teach me like this down tune thing? Or can you teach me this auto-tune song? I'm like... <laughs> Can you teach me how to use this looper pedal so I could go on the YouTube? <laughs> I, I right, I know it's just, and like I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm just not a Nirvana guy. I never will be. I hate Nirvana. Good, because I'm gonna say it. I'm a I'm a leftover '80s hair guy. Okay, yeah. I lived in L.A. I played that strip. I saw that strip. I saw when Crew came up. I saw when a lot of the newer bands came up. I, I was out there when L.A. Guns broke. It was a cool time, man. It was an awesome time. And a band like Nirvana, you know what, dude? Mother Lugbone should have been the Seattle sound. Because you know what? They were there first. They were great. If the singer didn't pass away, I don't think Nirvana would have been as big as Nirvana was. And I love Alice in Chains. Okay. Great. First Soundgarden record? Wow. Yeah. It was massive. But then all of a sudden, this guy comes out and let's not bathe. Let's yeah. wear... F- Dude, go look at old pictures of Alice in Chains and Mother Love Bone and the Pearl Jam guys. They were all 80s guys, man, with hair and mm. they wore eyeliner. Yeah. And it's it's too bad that you couldn't have a Nirvana and still have a warrant. See, but you go that Dre effect that you were just talking about. That's Dave Grohl in rock and roll right now. That guy pisses number one hits. Yeah. Yep. If he calls you, you answer. But he's cool because you know why he's... Okay, but from Nirvana, that's the same thing on the rock and roll side, Hick. You're right. But you know what's cool? Grohl will say to you straight out, Motorhead rules. Oh, yeah. 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 And he loves metal. And he never... That's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. That guy deserves everything he gets because he... We've He's getting just, a lot. <laughs> but you know what, dude? Foo Fighters are a cool band. No, they're a yeah. great band. They're a cool rock band. You know what? Maybe there is a band that... Maybe they'll be the only band that you'll remember 25... 
Yeah. What? The Foo? Yeah, but technically they were out in the 90s. Yeah, yeah you're right. 90s. You're right. So they've hung around. Yeah, so you're not, you know, and they're just, they just keep getting bigger and bigger and, yeah. you know, and you got to respect them, dude. You got to, you know what? I, I, I do. I have yeah. a lot of. That's like one of my favorite bands is Caius. And he still, to this day, constantly gives nods to Caius. Constantly. But that's cool. That's a cool vibe. Because they know where they come from. Yeah. Don't close your, you know, it's, it's like a lot of these people. Oh, the 80s. Dude, if it wasn't for Warren and Rat and Quiet Riot, <laughs> you wouldn't have MTV. And Bon Jovi, I hate, I, I'm sorry to say it. Bon Jovi broke that scene. It's kind of sad that <laughs> now he should be the governor of New Jersey because yeah. he's lost. Him or Bruce should be the governor of New Jersey. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe one could be mayor and one could be governor. Oh, there you there, go. There you go. But you know what? Those guys, it seems that John's turned his back where he came from. Dude, first few Bon Jovi records, and they were they were cool, man. They were cool. What was it? Slippery One Wet and... Uh, dude, I'm going to say 700 Fahrenheit 700 bon Jovi. For, Yeah, that's it. I remember that one. That was great. I think I have that tape somewhere. <laughs> Tapes are coming back in a big way, brother. Uh, so, all right, speaking of records. Now, I know you just finished a record with a band... Named Brothers in Arms. Now that's not your full repertoire, but we're gonna we're gonna concentrate on Brothers in Arms. That's awesome. It's a little uh, special to my heart. I actually here have the record. You can see that there. You go. The new Alante. The new record. <laughs> so we're gonna be uh, talk about your writing process for this because it's actually pretty cool. And it's kind of all over the map. Very shotgun approachy. There's no like major theme or anything like that. It was very just. It's really easy to answer this question. Well, I don't want to make you sweat. Hang on, sir. We have a makeup artist here. <laughs> okay, rockstar. <laughs> Basically, 19 months ago, the world went to crap. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "What are we gonna do?" You have two choices in life. You sit there, watch Netflix, and be miserable about everything. And I said, I want to do something fun again. I want to go back to my basement, back to my studio, and pick up my guitar and and, and practice. Because I haven't practiced in years. And no, this, not that I don't work on stuff, but I'll get a gig. I have to learn songs for the gig, and I'll practice that. I teach. I have to practice what I'm teaching. But I didn't get to practice on me as a, as a musician. Not as an artist, as a guitar player. Mm-hmm. So I picked up my guitar and I started playing again. And you know what, man? I fell in love with what I fell in love when I was 13 years old in my room, looking at my Kiss and my Def Leppard posters on my wall <laughs> and like worshiping Ronnie Montrose and Randy Rhodes and going, I want, that's what got me started. And I just started to write. And I'm like, you know what? I want to make a fun record again. I want to take. This generation, and I didn't do it for anybody but myself. And I want people to know that. This was a labor of love. I wanted to make a record that I could smile, I could laugh, I could take me back to like a time when you got in your car with your friends, almost like Wayne's World, and you open your windows and you crank these tunes and you have fun. And it wasn't like, oh, you can't say bitch. Because it's, you love that, right? <laughs> Because you're down grading women. Listen, man, I love women. My mom was a woman. And if I wasn't for my mother, I wouldn't be here right now. I don't hate women. I don't hate guys. I don't, I don't have this whole black, white, women, you're, you're, you're gay, you're not gay. Who cares? Dude, <laughs> I shit every, the same way everybody else does. And... I just wanted to make a record that was fun. Like, not racist, not political, not sexist. It's just fun. But trust me, we've already got trouble that people saying, oh, you're, you're, a, you know, you're sexist. Motley Crue was fun. Rat was fun. Chicks laying on the hood of a Jaguar was cool. Who's that, White Snake? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Torn and God rest her soul. Why does everybody have to be so, well, you can't say this, you can't. Dude, 
have fun. The world life, is so uptight, man. Oh my god, dude. Life is so <laughs> short. Just just that's the problem. I think everyone's so binded up. And that's really how this record became. I just started to write riffs. And honestly, Jeff, as he's sitting here, he was a big part of this. I would go back and forth with Jeff because Jeff produced, mixed, helped arrange. See that? He did. That? He did. And <laughs> I could hear his head getting bigger. Wait, I gotta get Dude, my money on my wallet. Hold on. <laughs> Actually, he has every right to have his head big on this one because he was a part of this record as much as anybody, probably a lot more so than a lot of people know. We co-produced this. We co-edit this. We co we. I would use Jeff as my, what do you think, dude? He's like, dude, this is cool. This is cool. And that's how it really all happened. Yeah. You know, that's how it started. See, when I work with him, he just tells me that sucks. <laughs> Listen, man, if something wasn't cool, Jeff would go. Well, look. there was a couple where, like, I think there was one vocal in particular that I don't think made. Yeah, didn't make the record, unfortunately. And it was just like, you know, ah, this is kind of swing and a miss. So it's... Yep. it's but just 99% That's right. of these boys, <laughs> they, these brothers... Oh, they did great. They just not gone. Yeah. God, I mean, dude, it was like World Series, ninth inning, bases <laughs> loaded. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every guy on this record... Yep. I mean, I could sit there and I've... Oh, Actually, I've never met anybody. You're the only person I know on this whole record. Yeah, right. You... Is, I've never met Carl or Alex, Keith, Paul, Andrew, Andrew, Nick, Charlie. None, none of them. Oh, maybe Charlie once. Then was he playing with you when we did that show yes, together? Yes, yes, yes. You so met Charlie your, once. Our keyboard player. Yes. Yeah. I mean the list. I mean, you know. I mean, they just Paul, each one. Shartino. I mean, and a lot of the artists that. I hate to say God on this record because I, I didn't get them. I didn't call them up and say, here's a buttload of money. Sing. It wasn't about that. I would arrange these riffs. I would send it to Jeff. Jeff would make everything like perfect for the drummer so it was clean. We would send it to the car. He's in France. He had a home studio there. He would knock out his drums, send it back. Jeff would edit everything. Send it to our bass player in Germany, Alex. Did it his home studio. Not one of us were ever in the same room making this record. And if you listen to this record, you would swear this was Van Halen 1. We were in a room with just ripping. And Charlie played his keyboards. And I have to say, I will give all the mad respect to the singers. Keith St. John, Keith sings for Kingdom Come, Montrose, his list is Burning Rain. His songs, he co-produced with us. Yeah. We, Andrew Freeman from Last in Line, another one. Every singer just brought so much to the table, man. And I never said to anybody, this is the Jack Frost show. You're going to do what I say. No, it was never that. I wanted them because I knew what they, what they brought. And man... Talk about fun, easy. What a fun and easy record it was. It was just, honestly, I cannot believe how it came out. Every interview, every Zoom, every, you know, magazine that did a report on this record, not one negative comment. They're just like, wow, where did this come from? So... I'm a friggin' millionaire because <laughs> we made this out of the, our hearts. Every guy on this record really believed in it. And I believe in them. And like, if you don't know these guys, go check out their bodies of work. They're incredible. Incredible. That's awesome. And yeah. just great guys. Great guys. You know, I mean, now that you kind of said that, when I was approaching it, it really was as like a like motherfuckers, this is what bands used to sound like. This is the way it should be. Why why did we change it? You know, that's how I feel. Like, I mean, Carl had a lot of respect being like, oh, my drum tones, my drum tones. 
I did a little of today, but not that much. Why can't we do that again? But, you know, man, I do have people like I don't this I don't like to talk about anybody, but I'm now the guitar player on Aldenova. So Aldenova, 1982, his rec- his debut record came out all over Billboard that year. Same year, Foreigner Four, Toto, 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 Asia, Asia. Wow. And Aldenova, all top three Billboard. Number one, number two, number three, number three. They kept switching. Here's a guy that's an innovator with the Moog, with with the whole Bon Jovi. That was all Aldenova, dude. That's where it all came from. Okay. Power Station in New York, he started there. He gave me such a respect about my songwriting and my playing. And then he goes, this is really cool, man. You did really good. You did really good. This is coming from a guy that was a part of that genre, that genre and that era. You know why bands don't want to do this anymore? Because a guitar player will come in, he'll play four bars, and they'll go, you're good, you can go home now. They cut and paste everything. I played my guitars in this record. Noises, mistakes, it's all there. Because I want it. Yeah. I used an amp. Yes, an app with tubes. <laughs> I mic my cat. How yeah, <laughs> how weird. I didn't, you know, don't get me wrong. Plugins are cool. Amp modulars are cool. Dude, a Les Paul and an amp. That's it. That's what's on this record. Yeah. There's a Marshall, a Freeman, mm-hmm. an MGL. That's what you hear. Three different amps. And the same Les Paul. And it's definitely there because you hear it. It's alive. It's not processed. It's nope. not, nope. you know, It's dead. like, okay, let's take this little thing. Everything is like, I remember like even the Appetite record. Oh, Christ. Yeah. It's I mean, cool. That's... Dude, I mean, White Snake 87, Sykes was on fire. Fire, <laughs> on fire! Took him weeks to get that sound. First Van Halen records. I mean, listen to those. You hear Eddie, Eddie's fingers going up and down the fret. Yeah, that's what you wanted. But you see, this right here is the perfect example. That right there is exactly what's missing today. Is all the people that are making music they don't have that passion they don't so why make it I mean I mean, you know what dude there's this really cool band that I just got this bracelet from called the Black Moods they're awesome and the, um, we were talking about this before um, what's that band that I oh Dirty Honey mm. they're cool they're they're plugging in to a Marshall or an Orange <laughs> <laughs> or and they're playing. They're really playing. And I just hope... I mean, Lenny Kravitz is going back to using two inches slash yeah. two-inch machine because the warmth of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I hope it's... I hope... You know, that's why I'm so proud of this record. Like, don't get me wrong. I've got like 50... And not to come across as a egotistical jerk as I say this... I've got 50-something records to my name. That's pretty cool. But this record is something I've dreamed of making. I think I really made my swan song. Uh Uh-oh. Don't say that. That means that's it. Uh, But no, but I'm saying (laughs) I found my direction. Like, that's the way I want to do things from here out. It's awesome. And I, I feel it's the right way because the proof is in the pudding. Yep. You know, really. That's your magnum opus right there. (laughs) No, it really is, man. It's like, I, I'm just, I'm just so pleased. Like, I never, you know, artists will say this. I I remember um, watching a really cool thing with Prince. Man, Mm. what a genius. Yeah. And he literally talked about once his record's done, he doesn't listen to his record. Doesn't want to hear it. It's like, you're kind of, you stand away. Every time I listen to this record, I light up like a Christmas tree, man. Like you some, light up like that just talking about it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you can see it's not it's not it, you can see it in my face. It's, it's real. It's real. I'm not I'm not scripted here writing this down. 
every time they listen, they go, I hear something new. And so, <laughs> wow, that's, oh, I didn't hear that. And when you do interviews and a guy tells you, man, your guitar playing is like, it, it blows my mind because I never think of myself. And Jeff knows me. I don't think of myself as this vir virtuoso. I'm not Steve Vai. I'm not John Sykes. But something went right with this record because everyone is giving me props that I've never got before. And no, my head's not getting big. My heart got big. It is the nicest feeling to do something where people really go, you hit the mark, bro. That's cool. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. And all the stuff that you tell me through phones, like, you know, what people say, it's awesome. I'll call Jeff. I go, dude, dude, <laughs> like a little kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I brought his daughter back cookies and she's all like excited. <laughs> That's how I am. Like, this is my cookie. Like it, it, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's oh, crazy. it's great. So you touched on it a little bit, the, your, your recording process. And I just want to dive in just like your setup as far as, yes, it was uh, whatever amp it was in a Les Paul. You know, was there any pedals? What microphone did you use? Um, you know, did you have the master volume on like 10 or was it on two? Okay, so for me, I have a kind of a small little studio. I, everything's Mac. Um, I use a Personas uh, interface. Just, and it's not like people think I spent a million dollars. I mean, my speakers are a hundred dollar, like little crappy Sony's. Doesn't They're little matter. crappy speakers. They're great because if you get them sound good, you, you know, it's almost like the old Yamaha NS10s. Oh, those if, things are great. They're great. <laughs> but you, you have to work to get yeah. them. That's great. Um, I literally ran a Marshall 412 cabinet with old, old Celestrian 20 watts. Creambacks. Okay. They're not greenbacks. They're creambacks. I had it in another room. I have a, in my basement. I have a finished side. And I have an unfinished side. I would take my Marshall, stick it against my cement wall, and I, a Sennheiser... 409, right? We 609. E 609. 609. Yep. Okay. So I have this. I don't use a 57 like everybody Nobody uses. Else. I Or I don't use a 424. It's really weird. I like the Sennheiser. So I have it facing the wall, facing the one cone, just slightly off the, the main part of it. So it's like in the middle of the cone. Mm -hmm. I run it into the other room, into my head. Like I, I like to have my heads in the same room with me just in case I want to tweak something. But basically... I started the process with a, um, a Freeman, a Steve Stevens head, killer head. And then I used a 71 uh, Marshall um, that Jeff did some work on. And we used a V-Mod, right? It's called yeah, uh, Le Legendary Hot Tones. Hot. We just, Jeff took a tube out. You pop this in, it gives it more gain. Yeah. Crazy cool. And I work with this guy from... Um, a Connecticut area, like a main area up there called MGL. He makes these great Marshall kind of vibe amps, but it's not a Marshall. That's what I used. Whatever, I, I would just switch around here and there. Whatever I felt at that. It was weird. There was no rhyme or reason. One day I was into trying the MGL. Oh, that sounds great today. <laughs> That's how I went. Um, Master was never cranked. I, okay. ne and since being a metal guy, you would think my game be on 11. Mm -mm. Very, very mantras, raw. Maybe my gain, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, maybe the most. A lot of it was like 12 o'clock because we were doubling everything. And that's where it really happens. So maybe I had the Freeman on the left and I had the Marshall on the right. And then Jeff would blend them. Just, just yep. crazy. Give a nice warm tone together. Yeah, it just... And... Uh, I would use basically no pedals, no, you know, I used a phaser for one song. Um, I used a, a Thurman, uh, yeah, Thurman. For, for Bitches yeah. Crazy. It's cool. I used that. Uh, a Wawa a little bit, but it was raw, man. It was like guitar, plug in. And um, you know, man, Back to the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. You know, I think Eddie Van Halen said it and Ronnie Mantra said it. They were talking about it. A couple of interviews. Me and Jeff, and we could have Eddie Van Halen here right now. And all three of us could plug into a Marshall. You know what? Same setting, same guitar. It's in here, man. 
It's really, it's in your your fingerprint. Yeah, it's in the energy that comes out of your hand. It's crazy. Everybody, so, you know, using these modulars and everything, oh, I want to sound like Michael Shanker. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. You're never going to sound like Michael Shanker. Michael Shanker is Michael Shanker. Yeah. You're never going to sound like Eddie Van Halen. These guys were and are and always will be one of iconic. Kind, yeah. One of a kind. One of a kind. Uh, I mean, you know what, man? I know Jeff's a huge Slash guy. Hmm. Yep. I was never the biggest Slash guy. And no disrespect to Slash. Great I'll, player. I'll tell him that next week. But I will tell you this right now. As soon as he started to make records with Miles, I'm a f- freaking Slash guy. He's Slash is phenomenal. His playing, he's he just got better. Yeah, he went up a gear. Yeah. Somehow, somewhere. Like he yeah. just so Yeah, man. I'm on that train too, brother. <laughs> God bless him, man. He's, he's kicking it. Like I love those records. Yeah. So you know, that if that kind of answers you like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um the only thing uh what guitarist were you mostly using? I used the same guitar. It was a 58 historic Murphy reissue, Lemon Burst. And I started the record with uh DiMarzio PAF. Um and basically Larry DiMarzio um has a real 58 Les Paul. Yes, kids, $350,000 Les Paul. <laughs> he took his pickups out and he wanted to re-engineer that pickup. So that was 80% of the record. So um, my dear friend Kyle, great, it was Raritan um, Bay, you know, guitar repair. He does a lot of my work on my guitars. One of my dearest friends, like Jeff. <laughs> so my pickup blew. So I ordered another one, and this is right before, right, right in the middle of my recording. So I got one shipped to his store, and he calls me up and he goes, "Dude, we have a problem." NASA. I said, oh, we have a problem. The pickup's dead. So it came dead. And right now, the way with COVID and everything, you can't get anything. Yeah. You're talking two years to get stuff. I go, what do you got in stock? I got a, I, I need my Les Paul. It's like, I don't have anything. I have bare knuckles. I'm like, huh? I go, they're pretty hefty price. He goes, yeah, but you should check them out. I go, well, what do you got? He goes, well, I got these mules. I'm like, oh, like Governor Mule, right? Like that guy, right? Warren Haynes, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, let me try him. Done. Wow. I'll never turn back. I love my DiMarzios. But whoa, whoa. Wow. Yeah, I just, um, I freaked out. Oh, and you know what? I'm wrong. I lied. Um, Kurt Wilson is his... Great guitar builder, a boutique guy. He makes real 58 Karina V and Explorers. Like a Gibson 58 Karina V, $300,000. Well, you know, since I'm so rich, <laughs> I got five of them. Kurt Wilson made me one, 58. It has El Nico too. It has the slash pickups in it. Mm-hmm. Sounds great in this guitar. But I'm going to definitely put. Um, the bare knuckles because I'll take those pit I'll knuck out twos out. You're crazy. You can have those. I will. I'll They're take really them yours. all day long. Uh, <laughs> God bless you. I'm always an I'll knuckle two. Yeah, my president when I get my bare knuckles. <laughs> so um that was the only other guitar I used on the record. So it and that was just for some solos. I mean the the bear tracks, the rhythms was all the with the Gibson. Okay. No very good. Um all right, so, you know, you did Brothers in Arms. There's maybe a little talk of some live shows. Not too sure yet. It's still early. Um, what would you think if you had to go out today, other than what you just did, but let's say you had to do a an original project from the ground up going out, what would it be like today versus 15 years, 20 years ago? What would be your vibe? What do you think the vibe would be? Even, you know, we're going to take COVID in consideration. We're going to take, you know, my personal thoughts. I think these kids don't fucking care. Um, 
and people have to sit home and watch YouTube. Now. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, this is easy. I went, out, <laughs> I went to go see Tesla a couple of weeks ago. Do you go to see shows anymore or do you go to watch the show through your phone the whole time? I go to it's got to be good for me to go to a show. Okay, but when you go to a show, do you watch a show? Yes. Do you watch it through your phone like this? No. Dude, so bad, man. So, so bad. So quick thing is I went and saw GNR this summer because they come through. So I was going to all my friends. They're all making, they're like, what are you drinking? I was like, no, man, I'm not going to drink. And they're like, we're at a show. You, you, you have to. Like, no. No, nah, man, like I go to go see Slash and look, what does he do? Absolutely. Axel, yeah, I want to be like, I got tickets next to the soundboards because I want to hear everything as pure as possible. I don't know if that's the engineer in me, but. I get it. I it's, get it. But if you said, I'll even say like Audio Slave, I probably would watch it on my phone unless the tickets were like dirt cheap, whatever. But if you're at the show, you're not watching it on your phone. No, but I am also in like during you, uh, not YouTube, um, COVID. I was a YouTube junkie. Okay. I'm finding live shows. I love it. Stuff. I love watching it. Home. It's cool. But man, nothing like being there. The smell of a bar, of a theater, <laughs> the yeah. sound of the guitars, the live. It's an experience. Yeah. And how would I want to go out today? You know what, man? I just got back a month ago f- during all this craziness with my other band, Seven Witches. We played in uh, the Alcatraz Festival in Belgium. Mm-hmm. 15,000 people sold out. It was incredible. People want it. People need it. They want that live vibe. So if I was going out with brothers, how would I go out? I go out the same way I always went out. If we got to move our own gear, we'll move our own gear. Mm-hmm. But we're going to give you a rock show. Come at guns and blazing. Guns and blazing. You know what, man? <clears throat> One person or 100,000 people. Don't go there and look at your watch and phone it in. Yeah. People spending money. They're there to see you. Have a little coolness because this is music. And the way things were looking, it got scary for a while. Mm-hmm. Every time I hit the stage, I'm at the garden. Okay. That's it. And I don't care, dude, if I'm playing the local bar recover scene or I'm playing without the Nova, I whacking. Mm-hmm. I just love it. And I'm so blessed that God gave me, I guess I have a talent. I mean, obviously you do. Well, yes, I <laughs> or, or I'm a really good bullshit artist. And I, you know, um, but, you know, man, it, it's, it's so great. I'm, I'm a big sports freak. I love sports. I love watching football. Sundays, don't call me. <laughs> me and my kids, we love it, man. We sit around. We watch it. We have fun. We watch. It's great. It's great. My kids got to see Eli Manning get his jersey retired last week. I was supposed to be there, but I was... How much I love music? I was in Canada with Aldenova doing videos yeah. but my kids were there so that's cool go out there like you know don't be these like new people well if I don't have my limo get over it oh, man. Yeah. get over it I think the biggest problem we've talked about it before is uh, today there's people have access to so much at the tip of their fingers at all times like most people can't even get through a song without switching to the next thing any, anymore like that's how like the attention span attention is gone. Deficit's gone, right? It's yeah. like but the kids will sit there in front of friggin' oh, their game. Game yeah. gaming. Ah shit. I, I, I don't get I it. I said I watch my kids and my like they don't even get through a whole song. Like half the songs are oh, that one's great. And then I go, Oh, that one's great. And oh that it, one's great. It's really funny. <laughs> my uh my son Peter, he's pretty funny, he's sixteen. He'll get in my car and he'll plug in all that rap music. But you know what? There's a light at the end of the tunnel. He said, the last few weeks, he's been really weird. I got on the Apple Music, so I guess he can listen to what I have on my thing. And he goes, I really like Journey. I really like Foreigner. I really like Motley Crue. I'm like, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> he goes, these are cool songs. And he goes, he goes, you know what, Dad? You grew up at a cool time. Because I tell him, it was so fun going out. It was fun. Yeah. Dude, it didn't matter who was playing at the bird show. You oh, went. That's my place. Or, or the, I love that place. Or the pig pen. <laughs> Mingles. Close Encounters. Lemoore's. Wow. Man, we used to spend the weekends at Lemoore's. It was, it, it was it was it was great. It was great. I really hope that. But there's no places like that anymore. No, they're all gone. <laughs> Just like no, they're all gone. <laughs> like, uh, I got part of me died when the bird shell got knocked down. You know what, bro? I got a story for you. So I was in the band called Sabotage, which is a huge metal band, which became Trans Siberian Orchestra. Was. I had a lot of gigs before that, but that was my first really big, like, playing basketball stadiums, yeah. playing with, touring with Priest, all over Europe, headline, we were out for two years. 9-11 happened, and we were in the middle of our tour, and they like said, I guess we're just going to cancel the rest of the tour. Fans were like, don't do that. This is the worst time for America. Please, we need things to do. Our last show was the Bird Show. The last night of the Bird Show, there was no more liquor because it was closing down. We played the last show at the Bird Show. And I will always remember a tear in my eye because we got off stage and they were tearing it down like the next couple days. And... Will always go in my memories. Like I got to play the bird show with sabotage before it closed down, and don't you know, no liquor. It was sold out to the walls. That place wow. was always sold out to the walls. But no liquor, man. Yeah. People outside. Yeah. <clears throat> my, my singer John Oliva, the legend. In the back of my, I have my pickup truck there because we were going home that night. He's sitting in the back drinking Grandma Yeh's. <laughs> Fans are walking up. He's giving beers out. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is great. awesome. I, I, play, I tell a lot of the younger bands I play with. I'm like the Birch, like you said, it didn't doesn't, didn't matter who was playing. You went there on a Friday or a Saturday night. That place was jamming. But you know what? You had some cool places down here too. I remember I was in a local band called Ritual that did really good, and we used to play this place. I always forget the name of it. But we were almost like the house band there. Right before you get to Seaside, it was on the left. Oh, Joe, Joey Surf Harrison, Surf, Surf Club. Club. But what was it before that? No, it was always Joey Harrison, Surf Club. Were you thinking of the, uh, what was that, Wine Cellar? Oh, no. This is a real, I'm not going to say this in a nasty way, it was a real shithole. Oh, yeah. Probably the Wine Cellar. <laughs> <laughs> was it right there on the left? Depends on where. Well, there was a bunch on... Yeah, this was like, it was a bar, had the stage was in the back, it smelled like beer, it was awesome. That had to be the wine cellar. But it wasn't called that. Was it in Seaside or before you got to Seaside? Before you got to Seaside, before we went over the bridge. On 37? Yeah. Oh, on 37? Yes. I thought we were talking 35. Yeah. No, no, no. 37, what, the bar cord? Was it? The bar cord? What was it called before that? That I don't know. Also, Tin Lizzy. Before Thin, Tin Lizzie, but that was it. Okay. Brown Building. Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> JJ Rockers. Kids mm. don't know what. No. Oh, my goodness, dude. Then you get done at the Wednesday night or, or the Birchill. You get done because, what, 1 o'clock? You drive to Staten Island. And you go to the Colonel's Garter. And you go to, <laughs> you go to the... It was... You go to Red Spot, you go to like... <laughs> Great. Just, I mean, that shit I, wasn't around when we were coming I, up. You know? I, 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 <laughs> or I was, I was coming up. I'm older than him. <laughs> dude, I will say it. I am so happy that I grew up when I did. I got... Because remember, a couple of years, you know, the, the drinking age was, what, 18? Yeah, I guess. At one point. You would go see T.T. Quick, White Tiger... Twisted Sister before they were signed. Mm-hmm. The cover scene, Monday through Sunday, 
Abrams sold out to the walls. Wow. Yeah, he can't even do that now. No. He can't even come close no. to that now. No. That's unreal. It's crazy. Totally different time. Oh, boy. God, yeah, you're right. You uh, grew up at the right time. I was on the cusp end of that, you know? So I'd say I probably started playing 98. 98. Like live, playing all these right. places. So, so I was at the end. Selling tickets? Oh, fuck yeah. Come on. Okay, going up to Obsessions Randolph where they're like, all right, we got five bands. Studio One in Newark. Who sold the most tickets? You get to go on before the headliner. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, I, I think that's still like that today. Club A, you would hustle and it's great. Yeah. It was great. Man, it was it, it was a time of, oh, man, it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, being, you know, you're, you're on a label and stuff like that. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that. but Sure. Um, what do you feel that the state of the industry for the future, going forward, from today forward, what do you think like the industry is going to go? It's turning. I don't know which way it's turning yet because I always hear all these stories, whether it's from guys like you, guys who are younger and just got like signed and they don't know any better. You know, like it feels very just out of whackish. You know what? I don't think labels know what to do right now. And it's not the labels for, okay? People don't buy records. Yes, I said records. <laughs> I mean, when we were young and Motley Crue's debut record came out, my friend gave it to me on tape. Yeah. And you listened to it. And then what you did after, you went out and bought the record because you wanted the vinyl. Mm. You wanted the tapes. You wanted to look who, oh, wow, yeah. Kiss plays Gibson and Marshall because they're the best. Mm. It, it meant something. I think labels are starting to really open up again. We're starting to deco entertainment. I got to tell you, and not because they're really good to us, they let artists be artists. I think labels are starting to realize again, you can't take a, a, an artist and change them. This is what they do. You don't go and repaint the Mona Lisa. Mm. I, yeah. You just don't do For that. For a while, they're like, we want you guys to sound like them. Yeah, well, <laughs> well that was a big you know thing. what, man? In the 80s, too. I mean, you know, you don't think when Poison and Rat all came out, we got to sign 30 bands that sound like Guns N' Roses. They did, though. That was what it was. But Deco, when we started to do this, there was a couple labels that were really interested in us. Um, great label in Italy called Frontiers. Just great labels. And Deco said, Jack, be you. Be an artist. And they have put so much time and love into this record. It's incredible. So I think sales, I think people are buying music again. There's a big re resurgence of LPs. You, dude, it's expensive now to buy an old Beatles record or something. Uh -huh. People are chucking that out. I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. You know, now it's like people are blue vinyl and red vinyl and like oh yeah vinyl's making a huge huge comeback, comeback. and tapes right they're making cassette yeah, tapes yeah I've again. seen them here and there people I heard GNR wow G and EP old school or whatever they're doing oh hard school yeah hard school it's gonna be a tape no is it really yeah. wow I just read something that they were gonna do that yeah most people don't how are you gonna listen to it yeah that's my like, but nobody's I, got tape players anymore but I heard the other day that they're making Walkmans again no, are yeah. they really? I didn't know oh, about that. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I remember walking down. Or, um, yeah. Um, who said this? Um, I, I heard something. Maybe it was um, Sirius Radio. Keith, he's great. He does all Ozzy's Boneyard and everything. I think he was talking about kids walking around with boon boxes. Like, I remember walking around with my yeah. big boon wow. box with the lights on it. Like, <laughs> You know, listen to the first like I said, I'm all on the younger end, but I got to live that last good part of music. Like, I remember when it was like, you go line up with like a hundred people for a midnight release on an album. Yeah. You know? That doesn't happen anymore. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's out. Click. All right, I got it. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I'm a big movie guy. I love going to movies. And um, I guess next week, Halloween Kills comes out. It's really good. Like, it's, okay. it's you know... 
continuation of, of the, 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 uh, the last Myers. one. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, so he's not dead, I guess. <laughs> so I'm looking online. I'm like, I want to go the night it comes out to a midnight showing because it's cool. I like to do yeah. that. No more midnight showings. Wow. Seven o'clock on a Thursday. I'm like, I'll just wait to see it over the weekend then. Because I, I, like you were saying, you waited in line. I remember a place, you guys might not remember this, but you probably heard about the Capitol Theater in Passaic. Everyone played there. Okay. Everyone. You used to go see like Rush opened up for Kiss there. And I saw so many concerts there. We would go wait online to scalp tickets there. So, you know, I, I I think labels are really starting to get it, and they're really coming okay. around again. And I hope so. I hope so. so and if, if they don't, they're gonna die. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna say this. It sounds like I'm begging for money, but come on, man. If you really want the the music not to die, you gotta help artists out, man. We're not making any money. We're we're not. Oh, we we talk all the time about you know, Spotify and their tenths of a penny. Uh, and it's like it's like don't get me wrong. It's cool you want to trade tapes and give music away for free, but Lars we, was right. He, he was. <laughs> he was. We can't we can't make music. You know, and labels now are like they won't give you an advance. No. Go make your record, and we'll take your record. And that's that's hard, man. It's like saying, like, I just had a new baby. Oh, here's your son. You have to give your son away. Because uh, that's your body of work. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take a day to make a record. It takes hours and days. Months. And sir. months. <laughs> and it, it it rips you apart. It's It's a lot of work. People don't get that. Don't get yeah. that. But I think... But I'm telling... A new artist, if you're looking for a good home, and I'm not just saying this, check out Deco, man. There's great people there. That's great. cool. Yeah, I've heard of them. You know, I got a chance to work with them, so they're, they were really cool dudes. Very cool. So, um, so everybody, please go pick up Brothers on Brothers in Arms, Sunset and Clark. Yeah, no, I <laughs> fucked that all up, and I'm not even drinking. That's the worst part. Brothers in Arms, Sunset Maybe you and Clark. Be. Uh, well, you see liquor back there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great record. And in, yes, we still call them records, us younger folk. Yes, even we though do. I'm not young anymore. Um, I'll stop it. We're gonna doing? we're gonna try to play a your video, bitch is crazy, featuring uh, Keith St. John, who was also a pleasure to work with and it's, it's a lot great. of fun. Cool dude. Very cool dude. Very cool dude. And uh, that's all I got for him. I might as well give you uh, your the last, last shot. question. Yeah. All right, we're gonna give you the same last question we give everybody that comes on here. Just on Wednesdays. No. <laughs> if there's one thing, just one thing, you could change about the music scene, what would it be and why? Just one singular thing. I wanted to go back to 1985. <laughs> I was going to say or, red lipstick or, fucking or, or, or like when the 70s, Man, do you ever see like the Doors movie oh, and Jim's at the whiskey? Yeah. Val Kilmer, yeah, is at the whiskey. That's what I would change and bring that back to now. Have bands work hard, get a deal, and fans come out and support it and enjoy it. And that's what I would change. I would, I would take us back to that time. That's the only thing I would change. I think the biggest part of that is just the people. Like there, nobody supports it anymore. Yeah. That's that's the biggest. Like the people are still there. There's ones that work hard. They just don't get the opportunities because the, the the support's not there. But they still. I I've seen so many people at shows and people that support Brothers in Arms, people that support anything else I do, and they come up to me and say thank you, and I look at them. I go, mm -mm, thank, thank you. you, because honestly. Without the fans, there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. And honestly, all I want to say for musicians, when you make music, make it for yourself first. Don't let someone tell you, well, that's not good enough. You have to be happy first before you make anybody else happy. And that, that's it. Very that, true. Honestly, man, that's the only thing I would change. Just, just let music 
breathe again. Let it breathe. I say all the time, you got to write music that you want to play, not what you think people want to hear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're there's, right, man. There was you a time it. period that that was the other that other way was the way to go. Yeah. There was. You know, it's changing I, again, but I agree. I agree 100%. Oh. All right, well, Mr. Frost. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much for coming on today. This it was, was awesome, pleasure. man. Thank you thank guys. You. This was so much fun and Is there places that they could go get these records? Sure. Um you can go to Brothers in Arms Facebook. Um also we have an Instagram all Brothers in Arms. Uh, we also have, you can go to Deco Entertainment. They have, you know, Deco, you know, the whole thing about Brothers in Arms. Um, you can go to Jack Frost. I, I moved up in the world. <laughs> I, uh, I have an Instagram now and I'll, I'll post all cool like stuff going on. I was really against this whole social media thing. I'm just, you know, kind of old school. Um, you got to understand, when you're, you're 53 and you have kids and you have your personal life, you, you know, I don't feel like sitting there posting pictures of Wiener Schnitzel or what I ate today. Yeah. I just want to do cool stuff, yeah. but if you know, social media is really cool for in today's day and age, it's a, it's a necessary it's a must, evil. You know? yeah. So yeah, just could check out everything like that through Facebook and Instagram and, uh, you know, just support, support, support local music too. Honestly, yeah. go see local bands, man. There's some great kids coming out and they, and they're trying. So, and go see the bands. Go see the show. Go yeah. see the Don't show. Don't go see one band. Yeah. Go see a yeah. show. Don't say, oh, well, the headliner's going on at 11. You know, you might miss, you might. Miss something cool. Find that diamond in the rough. And go, wow, this is really good. Yeah. You know, that that's, you know, just give it, give it some love, man. Give music love. I love, love again. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to give us some love, you can get a hold of us at uh, jsempinfo at gmail.com and Jeff, we'll get right back to you. I always do. I forward it right to your email because I don't <laughs> answer email. But right now, we're going to play Bitches Crazy from Brothers in Arms. Well, we was all rolling up to Mama's lemonade stand when Juicy hit me right between the eyes. Somebody said, oh my God, I must be dreaming. She's mine, looks like heaven and it tastes so fine But she's a handful when she's blown Psycho Manhattan, I feel it all shattered But I can't leave it alone Drop dead, beautiful But the bitch is crazy Wow, drop dead Maybe just see you girl to do around here yeah i'm motoring my booty she can blow your mind skin tight money shaking over time but the bats fly in her head i love to love her until i discover which is brewing my head drop dead beautiful but the bitch is
Bye.